Concern over personal needs is one of the things that occupies much of our mental and emotional focus and energy. This message is the fourth in the series, Pray. The message is entitled, How to Ask God for Your Needs. Here is Pastor Steve Rivera. Grab your Bibles and grab your teaching sheets. We are in a series. Pastor Joe started a series on prayer just a, a few weeks ago, and we're in the subject of prayer. You know, we're learning that prayer has a tremendous, tremendous impact on our spiritual life, our, on our relationship with God. Prayer is how we communicate with and how we connect to God. Think about that. Prayer, it's through our time of prayer that we connect to and we communicate with God. And so if that's how we're going to connect to God and communicate to him, then we ought to become effective, right? We want to be good communicators with our, our God and our Father God in heaven. We want to be good communicators with him. We want to be effective in our prayer. In fact, James says it this way. He says, the effective prayer of a righteous man has wonderful results. I love that. The effective prayer of a righteous man has wonderful results. Uh, I think we all would say, that we want our prayers to be effective and we want them to have wonderful results. When you go to God and you ask God for something, you want it to have wonderful results. I want it to have wonderful results. And uh, Jesus was praying uh, this moment in, in the Bible and the Bible says that uh, the disciples were around watching him and it says that uh, when he came back from his time of prayer that one of his disciples said to him, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Uh, there, there was something about Jesus's prayer time in that moment that made them question, made them wonder. They said, we want to know how to pray like that because we see his prayers and we see our prayers. We want our prayers to look like his prayer. And in response to this, Jesus lays out a, a pattern for how he was teaching them and how he's teaching us to pray. It was the pattern of prayer, not the recitation of the words that he was giving them, but it was the pattern of prayer that he was laying out. And so we've been studying what this pattern is. In week one, we studied how, to, how do we fix our focus on our Father God. We have a Father God in heaven who is available to every single one of us. Think about that. We don't have to go through someone else. We can go directly to God wherever you are. God Almighty, Father God, is available to you and he's available to me wherever we are. We, have, we can fix our focus on the fact that we have a Father God in heaven who's available. Then last week, Pastor Dale talked about how do we live in the will of God, asking the kingdom of God to come into our life. How do we live according and in the will of God? And today we get to verse 11 and we get to step three. And I'm going to read this. In fact, uh, can we all just read this together? Matthew chapter six, verse 11 is very short. Ready? Let's read this together. It says, give us today our daily bread. Wow. Give us today our daily bread. I think every single one of us would agree that we all have needs. Amen? We have needs. We have practical needs. We have material needs. We have spiritual needs. We have relational needs. We have all kinds of needs. And I'm so thankful that we have a God that is aware that we have needs. So we have needs. God is aware. 
We have needs, listen, and a Father God who is so powerful, he is aware that we have needs. And so the connection here is this verse. It says, give us today our daily bread. What he's doing in this verse is he's inviting us to present our needs to him. So if you're here today and you have a need in your life, you can know and from Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, that Jesus is inviting you and inviting me to bring our needs to him. We have a Father God in heaven who is ready to listen and ready to answer. You see, he's not telling us to bring our needs to him because he is unaware of what our needs are. He's doing it because it's a process that helps us come to the point where we're relying on him to answer the prayers and, and the needs that we have. It's an invitation, not because he's uninformed of what our needs are. He's in, it's an invitation so that we can get to the point where we're relying and we're trusting on almighty God to release those prayers into our life. And so we're going to learn four things that I think are so important that we can gather from this verse. Give us today our daily bread. We're going to learn four things today that I think are so important that as we come to God with our needs, that we can learn how to do that. I want to become effective on asking God for my needs, right? So if you're taking notes this morning, number one, number one we're going to learn is this, is that we need to see God as our source, we need to recognize that God Almighty is the source for everything that we need. If I were to ask you, what is your source? How would you go about identifying who or what your source is? You see, if we're going to come to God and we're going to present our needs to him, we have to first and foremost recognize that he is the source of everything that we need. Every need in your life, whatever it is this morning, Jesus, God, he is the source of everything that we need. Who is your source this morning? Who would you say that you go to as the first source in your life? God wants to be the first one that you go to with your needs. It's not the last resort it's the first option that we go to. We know, we recognize God. You are my source. I'm going to use an illustration this morning, and I have a couple of toys up here with me. And uh, I think you guys will all recognize, where all my men at, recognize, right? Come on, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, this is called, ladies, this is called a drill, all right? It's a power tool, right? It's, a, it's called a drill, and, um, you know, on the surface, in fact, I got two of them up here, just brought two just uh, so that we could have a little fun. But uh, I've got another one right here. And, you know, on the surface, both of these tools uh, seem the same, like they do the same thing. In fact, this one might seem a little bit more convenient, if you will, right? It's convenient because I can take it anywhere. I can go anywhere. And uh, there, there's one main difference, though, about these two uh, tools that I have up here. You see, this one is, um, operates off of a rechargeable battery. I think all of us are familiar with rechargeable batteries, like your phone, right? You got to charge it up. This is a drill, has a rechargeable battery. And although on the surface this may be, seem very convenient, uh, if you've been working with one of these before, you know very well that, of course, uh, it tends to go out on you just when you need it the most. And it actually, what seemed to be so convenient in the moment, turns out to be very 
inconvenient. Now I got to go and charge it and wait a few hours. I got to go do something. I leave a project half done. Why? Because my battery ran out. It's not a good feeling. And, you know, if we're not careful in life that we can go through life and we can live off of rechargeable batteries, if you will. We can live off of things that um, we might get a good charge up initially, but eventually it keeps bringing us back. The Bible tells us of a story that Jesus was talking to a woman. Uh, You're familiar with the story of the woman at the well. And the Bible tells us that Jesus sat on this well and a woman came to him and began to, uh, Jesus asked her for water. And then they get into this conversation. The woman's confused. She's like, what, what do you mean you're going to give me water that I don't have to keep coming back for? And I'm going to pick it up just for a couple of verses. In verse 13, uh, let me, let me listen as I read John chapter 4, verse 13. It says, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks from this water, from this well, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. That sounds like a good source of water to me, right? And listen to the woman's response. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw Water. There's two sources that he was talking about here. One, Jesus is saying, the water you're coming for, you have to keep coming back for. But there's one source that if you plug into this source, that you won't have to keep coming back for. I have another drill or toy with me. And this, the difference in this one is that it gets plugged up to something. That sounds powerful. Come on, that sounds a little manly, right? That's, that's a drill right there. And you know what makes the difference between this one and the other one? Is that this one, the supply never runs dry, right? There's a supply that is plugged into that I can just keep working and working and working. Why? Because the supply in this drill will never run dry. Here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I want you to plug into the source that won't keep you coming back. And I wonder how many times we live off of rechargeable batteries in our life. I wonder how how many times we're plugged into the wrong source. Maybe it's people, the affirmation or the acceptance of people. You know, that keeps you just coming back for more, right? You get affirmation and it charges you up a little bit and then what happens? You keep coming back for more affirmation or maybe it's acceptance. You know, acceptance will make you do things that you never thought you would do just to be accepted. That's a rechargeable battery. It keeps you coming back for more. It'll charge you up for a moment, but it's only a matter of time before you come back. It seems convenient, but it turns out to be very inconvenient. And here's what God Almighty is saying. I don't want you to live off of rechargeable places in your life. I don't want you to live off of the affirmation of people, the acceptance of people, or the positions. You know, position will just keep, coming, keep you coming back for more. I want more. I want higher position. Possessions is another one, right? Possessions just, you know, it'll satisfy you momentarily. But what happens? Guys, we all, we've all learned this, right? What happens? It just keeps us coming back for more. He's saying plug into the source that will never run dry. God has a supply 
that will never run dry. What does that mean? It means a relationship with Almighty God, that if your heart is plugged into God, first and foremost, if that is your first and foremost supply and source in your life, he will fill you up in a way that nothing else ever will. And if you're not, if you're here this morning and, and, and you kind of maybe feel good and you're up and down in your, in your spiritual life, you're up and down in how you feel, I'm telling you, take your heart and plug it into the source that will never run dry. It'll change your life. It's changed my life. I'm telling you, when you plug into God Almighty, you don't have to keep coming back for more and more and more. You will get plugged in, and God Almighty will satisfy every single need. Every need starts with the source. Who is yours? Let's make the decision in our life that we are going to make God the source of every area of our life. Would you agree with that this morning? I'll say one last thing about this. Your source, it just reveals your trust. Your source reveals your trust. Who you, who you rely on, who you plug into, it just reveals who you trust to fill you up. And if you're relying on these other things, it just reveals where your trust is. And I want my source to reveal that my trust is in God Almighty. Your, your source reveals your trust. Let's plug in to the source that will never run dry. Amen? So number one, we recognize, we see God is our source. Number two, we believe. We're going to believe with all of our heart in God's abundance and we're going to believe in his goodness. How many of y'all know that we have a God who is incredibly abundant with the supply? He doesn't just have a little bit of resources. He has a whole lot of resources. Our God is an abundant God. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm chapter 50, he says, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. That means everything is his. God, we serve a God who has an abundance of resources. You, you say, well, what about the practical things of everyday life? He owns the cattle. On, I can't tell you how many times in my life that I may have been looking to other things, material or practical, just daily practical needs that I have. And it hasn't been until I go to God that he has released those things into my life. Why? Because prayer releases the abundance of God in my life. Prayer, it releases. It's through prayer, listen, that we connect to God, communicate to God, and it's through prayer that God releases his abundance into our life. Perhaps you haven't experienced fully the abundance of God because you haven't tapped into him through prayer. God is an abundant God. He has everything that you and I need. Listen to this verse. I love 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. It says, and God is able to bless you. How? Come on, church. Let me hear you. How, how does he say it? abundantly. He says, and God is able to bless you abundantly. Listen, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I love that. Philippians 4 verse 19, it says, and my God will meet all, not some, not most, all. My God will meet all your needs according to the riches in his glory in Christ Jesus, you got to believe that God 
is abundant. Guys, if you're here, you have something, anything, whatever it is, you got to believe that you have a God, a Father in heaven, who has an abundant supply that will never run dry. Let's not approach God with a scarcity mindset. Let's approach him with an abundant mindset, that he is unlimited in the supply that he has for you and for you. Every detail of your life, all of us, every single thing, big and little, we can take, he says, come, ask me. I have an abundant supply. So he's an abundant God, but it's one thing to be abundant. It's another thing to be good. He is an abundant God, but he is a good God, right? You believe that he is a good God, that he loves to bless his children with his goodness? Uh, I, if you have, you've ever bought something for someone, you know, when you're, when you're young, you feel like the greatest thing is to get something, right? You're like, I hope someone gets me something good for Christmas or gets me something good for my birthday. I just hope I get something great. I'm looking forward to it. And it, was, it wasn't until you started getting uh, a little bit more mature that you realized how much better it is to actually give to someone. Have you ever just like saved up some money or just spent some, some of your valuable money on getting something for someone? And what, what happens on the inside of you? You just can't wait to give it to them, right? Come on, open up that gift. I can't wait to see the reaction on your face. I can't wait to give this to you. I was going to wait till you birthday, but I can't wait any longer. I got to give it to you right now. Come on, open the gift. Why? Because there's something that seems to come up inside of us that's just better to give than to get, right? And how much more is God that way? See, God has an abundant supply for every single one of our needs, and he is abundant, but he's also good. Do you know how much joy it brings to God to give us what we need. And so why don't we approach him in prayer and release the abundance of God into our life, allow his goodness to flow into every area of our life. Listen, uh, Matthew chapter seven, verse 11, it says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him. It brings joy to our God because he is a good, good father. We don't just sing about that. You know, we believe that he is a good, good father. It's who he is. It's not what he just does. It's who he is. We have a good, good father who wants to release his abundance and goodness into our lives. So what are we learning? We're learning that. See, we need to see God. He is our source. He is our number one source. We recognize he is our source. Number two is that we got to believe. I'm going to believe in God's abundance. He is an abundant God. And if I believe, if I know, and if I truly believe in my heart that I have a God in heaven who is abundant, who has everything that I need, why wouldn't I approach him and release his goodness into my life? And then we're also going to believe in his his goodness, right? He's an abundant God, but he's also a good God. Point number three is this, that we need to learn to trust in his timing because we all love to wait, right? <laughs> Come on, we all love to wait. I, lo- I just love standing in lines. There's something about lines. I just love them. I just, I'll take my Saturday. I'll just go wait in lines because I just love them. I'll stand in the longest line I can find. I'll stand in the very back and I'll get to the very front of the line. And I'll, they'll say, can I help you, sir? I'll say, nope, I just wanted to wait in line. I'll go back to the back again, right? Why? Because we all love waiting, right? Yes? No. That's right, y'all like, no. Find the shortest line where I don't have to interact with anyone. I'll go to the, you know, no person one. So I can just get out as soon as I can, right? We got to learn to trust in God's timing, right? You see, God's timing 
is incredibly important. I, I believe that, in fact, God's timing is just as important as God's will. Because there's sometimes that I think I need something in my life, and I think I need it when? Now. We ask God, say, God, please, would you bless me with this? And then we end it by saying when, right? God, when, okay? I've asked you for it, now God, when? And how about we just uh, learn to change our question? What, what if we learn to change from when to what, okay? Uh, instead of asking God, God, when are you going to give this to me? When are you going to release this blessing into my life? When are you going to do this? Instead of saying, God, when are you going to do that? Why don't we change it to what? And why don't we start asking God, what are you teaching me in this season, in this moment in my life, right? Instead of saying, God, when are you going to do this? Why don't we say, God, I've, I've asked you for um, this need in my life. And now, God, as I wait, I'm not going to waste my waiting I'm going to start to ask you, God, what are you going to teach me through the process that you're going to put me through? We just have to learn to be patient. And when we ask God for our needs, that we can say, God, I've released this from my heart. I'm going to give it to you. And now I am going to trust your timing because your timing is the best timing. How many of y'all know that? If, I would have, if I, God would have released things into my life when I asked them to, it would have crushed me. I wouldn't have been prepared for it. Right? Because there's things about me that weren't ready to receive what God had for me. And, and, and whatever area it is in your life, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's something, whatever it is, instead of just um, wasting the time of waiting, what if we actually begin preparing our life to receive it? Right? What, can you imagine? Instead of just wasting our time and waiting for God to release it, what if we instead refocused our time and said, no, I'm going to actually invest in my life that I can prepare my life to receive the blessing that you have for me. You see, the timing of God is incredibly important in your life. Whatever it is that you're asking him for, his timing is the best timing, right? And so let's be patient. Let's ask God to give us, and if you want to ask God for something else, ask him to give you patience so that you can wait uh, on what the blessing is that he has for you. And he wants to release that. He wants to release it in his timing. Listen to Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. It says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At when? At just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't what? If we don't give up. Don't give up. If you're in the midst of maybe asking God for something, maybe you've been asking God for something in your life, the Bible says don't give up. At just the right time. You will reap a harvest if what? If you don't give up. Whatever it is that your need is in your life today, it's a practical need, maybe it's a material need or relational need, whatever it is in your life, don't give up. Continue to wait on the goodness, the abundance of God. Wait on the timing of God. Of God. Trust his timing over your timing. Believe that his timing is just as important as his will and that he's going to release whatever it is that you need into your life when it's time. So uh, we see God as our source, right? We believe in God's abundance and his goodness. We're going to trust his timing, and then we're going to pray practically. 
right? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna apply the, the prayers to our God we're gonna, in the most practical way because God doesn't want us to be um, just uh, vague with how we pray. He wants us to be practical in how we pray. He doesn't want us to be general in how we pray. He wants to be, be, be very specific. So number one, if you're taking notes there, there's three um, application points that I think are so important for us to apply as, as we study how do we learn to pray. So we're going to focus on today. Number one is we're going to, how do we pray practically? We, we, fo- we pray practically by focusing on today. He, didn't, he said, give us when? Today. Our daily bread. Do you know why he says daily and today? Because he wants us to rely on him continually. That's really what it means. He wants us to see God as a continual resource that we go to to receive what we need. He doesn't want just to release the next uh, 12 months of resources into my life. What, what would happen then? I would stop relying on him. He wants me, he wants to, be, in other words, he wants to be involved in the daily things of my life. Give me today. I'm not going to worry about next year. I'm going to worry about right now. Today is the day I'm going to plan, but I'm also going to focus on today, right? God has resources for my life today. Matthew 6, 31 says, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we wear, or what shall we, uh, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as, as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has, any trub- uh, has, has enough trouble of its own. How many of y'all agree with that and say, yeah, every day has enough trouble of its own, right? We're going we're gonna to focus on today. See, by thinking about too much about the next season, it, what we're doing is we're taking the troubles of tomorrow, of the future that aren't even here yet. We're just bringing worry. We're borrowing worry from the future, and we're bringing it into our present. He said, don't do that. Work, focus on today. And you know what that will do, too? It will cripple you in your faith, in your, in your spiritual life, it'll, it'll, you'll, you'll get just frozen in place worrying so much. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Focus on today or this season that you're in. Number two, after we've learned that we're going to focus on today, we're going to be specific in how we pray. We're going to be specific in asking God for our daily needs. I, I love this because uh, he says, give us t- this day our daily bread, right? We're gonna, we need to be specific in how we ask God for things. Why? Because I just love, as I look back on my life, and I love how there are specific things that only God knows that I asked them for. Come on, how many of y'all would have a testimony like that in your life, that you've asked God for something specific when you're specific to God and he answers your prayer. You, you recognize that it was only God that could have done what he did. It was only God that could release that specific thing into your life. We need to be specific, whatever it is in your life that, that, that you're carrying, that you're, you're needing from God, be specific. You're going to focus on today, and we're going to be specific with our requests to God. If there's a spe- be as specific as possible. And I'm telling you, as you're specific, you bring your uh, specific prayer requests to God. God will, will answer in His timing. So we focus on today. We're going to be specific. And lastly, we're going to think of others. We're going to think of others because He said, give who? Us right? He said, give us today our daily bread, our daily bread. You know, God doesn't want us to focus just on 
us. You know how many of you, there's people around us that have needs as well, right? In fact, as you begin to open up your focus and you realize, you recognize that there's probably people around you that are probably in much more need of you, and it just gives you perspective. And so I'm not just going to think about me and my needs. God, give me this and give me that. No, I'm going to focus on others, which means I'm going to focus on bringing back to you, God, what you deserve. God, you've blessed me. You know, every good thing comes from God. And I've come to recognize, recognize that in my life, that everything that I have, every possession that I have, everything that I have, it's been released into my life from God. God's the one that gave it to me. And so when, I, when, I, when God uh, challenges me in my tithing, right, it's because I'm just giving back to God a little bit of what's already his, right? It's, it's his already. And you learn that as you give back to God, God's not after my, my money. God's after my heart right? He's wanting to know that my trust is in him. He doesn't, he doesn't, he, he wants to know that he is first, that I trust him, that he can provide every single need in my life. And then I'm going to think about others as well, because I don't want the blessings of God to stop at me, right? I don't want to have a stagnant uh, a blessed, pool of blessings in my life. I want there to be a fresh flow of blessing. It's so good to think of others when you pray. Uh, who likes to swim in a stagnant pond? No one, right? Get all kinds of sick, sicknesses and diseases, right? No, you like to f- swim in a fresh body of water. Why? Because there's a flow there. And that same kind of flow is the flow that God wants to have in our lives as well. So as I get the blessings of God, I'm letting the blessings of God flow in and through my life and to those around me. So when I pray, I'm not just going to say, God, give me today my daily bread. No, I'm going to say, give us today. And I'm going to pray for my family. And I'm going to pray for my friends. And I'm going to pray for my coworkers. And I'm going to pray for the people that, man, it's so hard to pray for them. But right now, God, because you're giving me the strength to do it, I'm going to pray for them as well. Because I know that as I pray for them, God, you're releasing something into that relationship. And I believe that I'm not just praying for me. I'm praying for us. And not just not just about me. It's about everyone. And man, when you think about, you begin to focus your prayers around, hey, we are a body of believers. We are, we are, we are made to, to be in community. I'm telling you, God will release so much blessing into our life. Listen to uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure that you use, listen, it will be measured to you. That's a, that's a convicting verse for me, right? Is with the measure that you use, it will be measured unto you. However you give, that's how it's going to be given to you. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, it says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly, what happens? Will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give according to what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly, right? So that in all things, in all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. This is the God that we serve. And so when we allow the blessings of God, to come into our life. And we think not just with a stingy mentality, but with a giving mentality or the generous mentality that God wants to bless me. He is a generous God. And I'm going to take the heart of God who is abundant, who is generous, and I'm going to apply that to my life as well. And I'm going to be generous and I'm going to live an abundant life. I'm 
telling you, your heart, your life just begins to get bigger, right? You want your life to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And how you do it, not by holding on, but opening up your hands with the blessings of God and thinking of others. So I'm not just going to give, but I'm also going to pray that God will bless the people around me. So number one is what? We're going to see God as our source. God, you are the source of my life. I recognize that, that every good thing that I have, it comes from you, God. I recognize that. I'm seeing God as my source. I believe God. God, you're an abundant God. Whatever the need is in my life, God, you're a, you have it. You, you, it is yours. You are an abundant God. Not only are you abundant, God, but you are good, that you want to, to bless me. It brings joy to you, God, to release your blessing into my life. You are an abundant God. You are a good God. And because I know that, and because I know that, that you know the end from the beginning, then I'm going to trust your timing, God. Your timing is the best timing, right? Your timing is better than my timing, that your timing is just as good as your, and, and important as your will for my life. And so I'm just going to pray. I'm going to release it. I'm going to rely. I'm going to trust. God, you are good. Your timing is good. And I'm just going to wait. And I'm not going to waste my waiting. I'm going to, I'm going to be productive as I wait, as I prepare my heart to receive what you have for me. And then I'm going to pray practically, right? Because I need to focus on today. Today is important. And I'm going to also just begin to think about, wow, it's so important that I think about other people in my life. And as you do that, God will begin to release so much blessing. Prayer is how we connect to God and how we communicate with God. And God, through that, invites us to say, come on, whatever your need is, I'm inviting you. Come to me. Let, let me be the first source of your life. And as you do that, you will grow tremendously in your relationship with God. Aren't you glad that we have a God who invites us to bring our needs to him? Amen? He's a good God. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that you are a good, good father. We believe that with all of our hearts, Lord. And today we focus all of our attention on who you are, Lord. And we thank you, God, that we've learned, God, that you are the greatest source that we could ever ever look to, that we could ever, ever plug into. And God, you see every single need right now in this room. Some of them have been spoken. God, some of them have been unspoken, but you know what they are. And perhaps there's someone here who has a tremendous need in their life, Lord, here across all of our campuses, Lord, uh, whatever the need is. And God, we just um, right now pray even now that you would allow us to bring those needs to you, knowing that you're a good and abundant God. God, I pray that you would just begin to do that work in us, Lord. And so we thank you for it in Jesus' name. I would like to close today by giving you an opportunity to ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me right now? Right where you are, just simply bow your head with me, and I'm going to give you a prayer to pray. And you can simply speak this prayer out, whisper this prayer out, and from the sincerity of your heart, call upon God, and I promise you that He will hear and answer you. So let's pray together. Start by simply whispering the name Jesus. Let there come uh, from your heart just the declaration of His name. Say, Jesus, I know that, that I am a sinner, that I have fallen short with you. I'm sorry for all of my sins. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you are God's Son. I believe that you are the Savior of the world. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you rose from the grave, that you are alive today. Now pray these words. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. 
Forgive me of my sins. Give me a new start in you. I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says that when we call upon God's name, we call upon the Son of God, there is salvation that comes to our lives. He changes us from the inside out, and you become a new creation. All things pass away. All things become new. And that's exactly what has happened to you today. Your next step really is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church. And you begin to study God's Word, get God's Word in you, and to make sure that you get a copy of the Bible if you don't have one and begin to read it. Spend some time every day in prayer. And I would encourage you also to check out the resources on our website that will help you to get going in your relationship with Jesus. You can find them at church-redeemer.org. Get those into your hands. Get started in your new life with Jesus Christ. Thanks again for joining us today. May God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you next time. If you've prayed with a pastor today and made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, we have some resources for you on our website. Just go to church-redeemer.org slash a new you. We pray that this message was a blessing to you.